Hey everyone, this is AM Reviews. I'm Adrian. I'm Muhammad. This is a podcast where we talk about movies, TV shows, and all things superheroes. Be sure to check us out on YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter, which will all be linked in the description of the podcast. Thanks for listening. Welcome back, everybody, to AM Reviews. It's Muhammad and Adrian, and today we're going to review the film Black Panther Wakanda Forever. And this film stars, Ooh, I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> Namor is played by Tanoch Huelta, maybe. Oh, I've heard his name pronounced so many times, and of course, right now I'm blocking on it. Yeah, that's that's why I paused at first. But um, Letitia Wright as Shuri. Um, they do have Chadwick Boseman listed here uh, as the Black Panther, but you know, you know that he passed. Um, Dominique Thorne as Ironheart. Angela Bassett as Ramunda, the Queen Ramunda. Mabel Kadina as Namora. Uh, Denai Guerrera, Guerrera as Okoye, uh, Lupita Nyongo as Nakia, and where is he? Winston Duke as Mbaku. And essentially, this film is about Queen Ramunda, Shuri, Mbaku, Okoye, and Dora and the Dora Milaje fight to protect their nation from intervening world powers in the wake of T- King T'Challa's death. As the Wakandans strive to embrace their next chapter, the heroes must band together with Nakia and Everett Ross to forge a new path for their beloved kingdom. So what did you get from the film Black Panther Wakanda Forever? Yeah, so I really, um, really enjoyed the movie. It was, um, I think it's hard to have a movie like this without the main character um, or at least the traditional main character, both just for the sake of movies and also for the sake of comic books as well. Um, of course, there are tons of, you know, alternate characters and ways stories can happen in the books and you know, characters pass away and are rewritten and kinds of things. But we haven't seen that happen to this level yet in um, the MCU. So it was interesting seeing that happen and it's still being what I think was a successful movie um, with or without the weight of Chadwick Boseman's presence not being there. Yeah, um, I would say that they couldn't have done a better job with what happened. I mean, they they really did a great job with this. I enjoyed this movie from start to finish and it's very emotional. Um, they deal with his death right away. Um, and I it's almost parallel to real life the way they kind of talk about it they don't exactly yeah. say it but it's literally like they they're saying it without saying it <laughs> um yeah and i think but, that was a, a better than making up some story about being lost in a war or attacked or some kind of weird cut back scene where just the back of a face or something so i think it was it was absent but it was it still came off as like graceful yeah and respectful because um, you know how it is these days. They try to use CGI 
to bring right. somebody back and put their face on somebody else's body. Right. right. <laughs> right. A second cousin who's kind of built like them. And, yeah. It's unnecessary. Yeah. And I'm glad they didn't do that. You know, they, they use a lot of scenes from um, the first Black Panther film. And yeah, I'm not sure if they use any other films, but I think it's mainly the first Black Panther. Um, I think, yeah, I think they're all the first Black Panther. Um, yeah, just thinking about it. Yeah, I don't think any other films were used. Yeah. Um, but I mean, that it just brought tears to your eyes just seeing that just because of everything that happened. And then, you know, he's not being there. And then the characters just showing that on screen with um, Letitia Riot Shuri, his sister, and Queen Ramonda, um, Angela Bassett. I mean, they. They really did a very good job of acting in this film, showing all that emotion because it fit really well. Yeah, it it felt real. I mean, it probably was real. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. The hurt. Yeah. Hurt a lot of people. I mean, uh, I think going back and looking at a a lot of the interviews from um, the first film, they were talking about how how great the experience was on set with everybody, you know, it being like a family and everybody getting together. So mm-hmm. all that emotion was probably showing for real on screen. Yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, they did really good and I really like Namor. Um, they, they really know how to make this guy menacing, especially when he first he, comes he, up. They changed his character a lot. From um from where it was in the comics, but I think all in good ways. Yeah, I'm not very familiar with his um origin, but I know he's pretty much just like Aquaman. Actually, was created before Aquaman. Right, he was the first mutant in the MCU, um, and before Aquaman. And I think the the biggest thing to to know about his backstory being different is all of the Aztec and Mexican influence they used for this character, none of that exists in the comic books. All of that was made for the movie. So yeah. almost everything that made him a cool character was invented for the MCU in this way. The only things that was from the comics that are really relevant that transferred over was his kind of like anti-hero feeling. Um, and of course him being the king. But in, in the comics, I believe it's still called Atlantis. Um, so even calling it Telokan is new. Um, the folklore and everything. So they did a lot of writing for him. Yeah, I didn't think that was a part of his history, the whole Mesoamerican, you know, uh, history, but it worked. I mean, it it, it made them very similar to Wakanda in a way, um, except like Wakanda under under the water. Um, Right, right, exactly right. (laughs) But I really liked the character I like what he brought to the character. Um, and it can be seen as silly <laughs> wings on their feet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But <laughs> no, no, you don't want to see those wings coming because every time that he said that he was going to do something, he did it and he meant it. Right. He was very, he's very good um, executing on his promises. Yeah. Um, which is great. I mean, Sometimes you have a villain that just, um, you know, threatens people and really does doesn't really do that much. But he followed through on everything. And I almost thought that if if they would have really um, 
put all their power into taking down, I don't know, say like a spoiler, but um, taking down mm-hmm. Wakanda, I don't think they mm-hmm. would have been able to survive. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Restraint was showed. Yeah. Um, but overall, really great film. I mean, I don't think they could have been, did a better job. I would agree. You're right. I don't think I could have seen this. This isn't, of course, if if you know Chadwick was still alive, I'm sure we got a very different film. Um, and I would have loved to see what that would have been. But given the circumstances, you're right. I think this is excellent. Yeah, it had to be really different with him, whatever the plan was. Mm-hmm. Um, probably pretty similar, but still very different. Um, but we can go ahead and get into the story. So um, they change, you know, how they have uh, the Marvel Studios logo and they usually show past scenes from all the other Marvel films. But in this one, it's all just Chadwick Boseman. And whenever I was in the theater, everybody was silent. I mean, you even heard some sniffling. I was like, oh, here we go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it was really, really a, a tribute to him all the way through. Yeah, it was... Um, really sad and uh right away they deal with his death um his sister she's um praying to the ancestors um and her character is very similar to um i guess the the way younger people think um how they're against tradition and um Mm -hmm. don't always listen to their elders and uh she doesn't exactly believe in i guess I don't know if it's the afterlife or I'm not sure what it is. She doesn't believe in maybe a higher power, but mm-hmm. um, at this point, that's what she's praying to. And, um, you know, she's trying to save her brother. Uh, she's running multiple tests, but nothing is working. And uh, they find out, you know, her, her brother has passed away. Um, just like, you know, in real life, Chadwick Boseman. And yeah. they, they have this great funeral. I mean, <laughs> huge. I mean, just sad. Uh, it it was visually great, is what I'm saying. Not not actually like you know, funeral would be great, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, it was filmed excellently. I mean, the the characters, yeah, the music, the dancing, yeah, and uh, a lot of emotion was um, expressed. And then you have uh, Shuri, kind of burying herself in her work to try to deal with the death of her brother. And she also has an AI, just like Jarvis, who um, pretty much does anything that she wants. Uh, I forgot his name. Do you remember the name? I don't know. <laughs> ah, I cannot remember either. Of the things that I was paying attention to, that was not one of them. But um, yes, essentially a Jarvis-like character. I mean, really the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, she the, the, the um, AI does anything that she wants. And um, she's burying herself in her work, but her mother sees that uh, she needs some kind of um, closure on her brother passing away. So right. she invites her to go, you know, out into some lake out, I don't know, outside the city. And um, they talk about letting go. And she expresses that, you know, she starts to really think about 
the death of her brother, then she's going to want to burn everything down. Mm-hmm. Um, and that kind of comes back around a little bit later. But as soon as they're expressing themselves to each other, here comes Namor uh, just floating <laughs> out of the water with the wings. Um, and he expresses to both of them, there is a scientist, an American scientist that has this uh, contraption that detects vibranium, which was detected in the sea or in the Atlantic Ocean, where um, some Americans were trying to get some some um, vibranium. And uh, they're pretty much just shocked because he got in there without any trace because they have the best technology in the world, at least the surface world. And they're, they're just completely shocked. And pretty much this is kind of like, I need you to do this. If not, then I need to know what side you're on, whether you're an ally or an enemy. And he's, he lays down a uh, shell for them to uh, call him once they have the scientists. Um, and I did kind of skip a scene. I think this happened a little earlier, but this is when he kind of first shows up before they really reveal his face. There's this ship, this American ship in the Atlantic Ocean, and they're digging for some vibranium or what they think might be vibranium. And um, suddenly they're attacked and they're some of their soldiers start just walking off of the side of the ship, almost like committing suicide. And then mm-hmm. that's, that's when they try to escape and it doesn't end well. And <laughs> the helicopter that tried to escape just gets tossed like a piece of paper in the trash can. And it was Namor. Yeah. And he, <laughs> he was just floating in the sky. I mean, it was a really good um, entrance scene for him. Um, and one thing that I didn't really get, now that I'm really thinking about it, throughout the mm-hmm. film, I know that they had some kind of sonic sound or sound wave that could make people go towards the sea, but I'm not sure why that happened. Like, why Why does that make them go towards the sea? Mm-hmm. I I'm trying to remember. Maybe it was something like not necessarily just like just attracting to the sea, but they were pushing them to the water because their resources were there and they could better fight them in the water. No, but I mean, it, most people, I mean, they're they're in a trance, so they're not going to be able to be conscious to oh. try to swim. Oh, right, 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 right. Um, Oh, I don't know. I think that was a creative choice, honestly. Just that's the weapon yeah. <laughs> in the water. And, and it wasn't clear. I mean, they might not die. We don't know. No, no, um, they're dead. They, they, we don't know. They could have had people down there or like, you know, um, other fighters who were um, there who would have caught the bodies, put a little face mask on them, held them as prisoner. So we don't know. We didn't no. see anybody. The, the way they are, they, they just kill people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I didn't see them hold any restraint for the most part. Um, the only restraint that they showed was against Shuri and uh, the scientists, which is Ironheart slash Riri Williams. Um, 
But uh, yeah, they attract them to the sea and those people end up should be dying, I, I would think. And um, this is when they hold uh, a council meeting in Wakanda after meeting mm -hmm. up with Namor and uh, they try to figure out what their next move should be. And they, they decide to go and meet the scientists and they find out that it's a student at uh, Ivy League school who's very smart. Uh, she's a hustler, um, but she's a genius and she's built all types of things. And this contraption that was built to, um, or that was used to find vibranium was just a side project that she did for a class. <laughs> and the government, I guess, bought it and then used it to, to, to find vibranium. Mm -hmm. um, and vibranium is, you know, one of the most valuable resources in the world and everybody's trying to get some of it. And Wakanda is pretty much the only place that is found. And there's also a scene earlier in the film where there's some people from other countries that are accusing Wakanda of being isolationists and, you know, how they promised that they were going to start sharing their resources. But, you know, they um, show that there was an attack on one of their bases. And this is why they explain that, um, you know, this is why we don't share our resources, because people from other neighboring countries like yours will try to steal it by force anyway. So um, pretty much good luck. <laughs> um, a very powerful scene from Angela Bassett. And yeah. uh, she's working in this movie. But the first one, she was there as like a pop, uh, you know, famous name. <laughs> and of course, the scenes she was in were impactful, but she was there. This time, this was, she was like taking leave. Yeah. Um, at least halfway through the movie or half of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, they, they meet up with the student, tell her, hey, this guy with some wings on his feet is after you. We need to go right now. <laughs> um, and, you know, they try to escape with her. But then not long after the FBI is after them and there's a big chase. They try to get away. But this is when the uh, I don't know what they called their people, what Namor called his people. Um, I don't know. Maybe the Talokanans? Talokanans? Talokanans, yeah. I don't know. I feel like that, I, feel like that, I think it was that, Talokanans. I mean, it makes sense. But um, I guess they can just show up anywhere. Like they, they know where things are. And um, <laughs> they show up in the middle of this chase scene and uh, intercept the um, the scientist Riri so they can kill her. And the reason why they want to, or Namor wants to kill the scientist is because he doesn't want people to be led to where he lives because mm -hmm. nobody knows that people live under the sea and he wants to keep it that way. And he doesn't want the surface world to start to dabble in their resources because they've been able to live peacefully for hundreds of years. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, they, they intercept the Riri on the, on the highway in this chase scene. 
But then we get a pretty good fight scene with Okoye and three of, or really a group of the Talakonans. Um, So we have Namora. She's one of the most well-known from that group. Mm -hmm. And uh, what's the other guy? I think I think he's a Tuma. Yes. That looks like him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, those two are kind of like captains or generals of his army, and they're one of the strongest ones. And they go up against Okoye, really is uh, mainly a Tuma. And I mean, they have a pretty good battle, but she gets rocked. <laughs> and thrown across the <laughs> thrown across the bridge and they take Shuri and Riri back to Telecon. And um this is when Namor tries to be peaceful. He tells um Shuri, hey, you know, we need to be able to take the scientists and kill her. But Shuri's all about not killing the girl because you know she's pretty innocent she didn't really mean to make this for that purpose it was just a science project and um this is when they go to one of the most i thought most beautiful scenes under sea where he shows shuri how they live and um the history and the music at that point I, i thought that was really good Mm-hmm. It was definitely a good switch. I mean, when you already have um, Atlantis being explored in the DCEU, um, I was interested in how they make it different. Um, and they did a good job of that. It didn't feel like The Little Mermaid. It didn't feel like um, Atlantis. It felt like something I haven't seen before. Yeah. Um, I think they make it really realistic in a way that it's not very bright. I mean, there's only like mm-hmm. one source of light. Um, I forgot what they called it, but he was saying that, you know, he brought the sun undersea um but undersea is very dark i mean (laughs) yeah yeah um now it's not so dark that you can't see anything but there are dark spots under the sea and they show them they show what namor wants to protect and um you know it's it's a really beautiful scene also with a really really good um song in the background um, and he also tells her about his history and what happened and how he was, um, his, his mother was, was it Native American? Um, you can, so Native American it would be a safe bet. Um, I forget the country of origin, but either way, it was, it was a North American, um, civilization of some kind. So Aztec or Mayan, it's kind of unclear. Um, which one, but somewhere around there, Central America, maybe. Yeah. Um, but then they were attacked by some Spaniards and pretty much enslaved and disease was spread and all that stuff. Um, and they were trying to figure out a way to save their people. So, um, one of their leaders from, from their clan, uh, I think he saw a vision or something <laughs> and went to this area where it was um, vibranium rich soil. Mm-hmm. I mean, they didn't know that it was vibranium at the time, but they used it, you know, crushed it up and then drank it. 
and then their bodies turned blue and they were no longer able to breathe air um, or breathe oxygen. So they had to go underwater to be able to live. Um, and also his mother, um, they, they saw that or she was pregnant at the time with Namor, but mm-hmm. uh, they said that the baby was really sick. I'm really not sure how they would know that at that time, but <laughs> the baby was really sick. And um, this was the only way that she would be able to save Namor, uh, the unborn Namor. So she took the drink and they said that they were crowned um, this Namor as the new king of this new underwater clan because he'd be the firstborn in this in this new clan undersea. Um, and his mother ends up dying later on. And before she dies, um, she tells them that she wants to be buried back where she used to live. And Namor goes, goes back as a pretty young child. I mean, looks somewhere around 10 to 12, maybe. Uh-huh. Uh, but maybe still, it's kind of. Oh, yeah, that is right. <laughs> so he could be a lot older. Right. <laughs> Either way, he looks pretty young, um, but he's still a killer. Um, unless he, he doesn't have to be, but if you force him, he will. And um, he goes back and he sees that a lot of the people that were left there have now been enslaved and all these Spaniards are um, taking over the place. But then, you know, they, they're still trying to bury his mother. And they just literally just destroy those people, destroy all of the Spaniards who had um, enslaved the Mesoamericans. Mm-hmm. And um, this is where he gets his name, Namor, from. Because mm-hmm. his uh, the name that they gave him, his clan was Calacan, I think. Mm-hmm. And um, pretty much he had lived under the, under the sea ever since then. And um, he's the only one that's not blue of his people because he is a mutant. Mm-hmm. He can breathe in the air, so it's fine. Yeah, uh, he's pretty good on sea for the most part until we find out something later. <laughs> but um, yeah, he pretty much tells Shuri his whole history and why he wants to protect all of uh, Talakan from the surface world. Because, you know, they, all they want to do is take and create mass weapons of destruction, which, I mean, it's kind of true. Um, <laughs> and uh, um, at this point, everybody in Wakanda is looking for the princess, Princess Shuri, because they know that she's been taken by Namor and his clan. So Queen Ramonda she calls upon one of her most trusted people, and that is Nakia, who is Lupita Nyong'o, who has been gone for, I think, six years at this point. Yeah. But she is one of the, I guess, greatest spies, because, uh, I mean, she goes by herself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's got whole missions. She takes on no questions asked. Um they trust she's doing well. So yeah, we don't see her doing any of this like top secret 
stuff, but it's just understood. That's how she, that's what she does. That's who she is. Yeah. I mean, she's able to speak multiple languages very fluently. Mm -hmm. um, and I guess get into other countries just uh, with her charm. <laughs> and uh, she's able to find out more information about Telecon. And of course, you know, Wakanda has the best technology out there. So right. <laughs> she's able to use this kind of suit thing slash motorcycle thing to go underwater <laughs> and find Telecon and go straight to where Shuri is, along with uh, Riri. And uh, pretty much she gets them out of there pretty quickly because I'm not sure where Namor is at this point. I forgot where he was. But he wasn't around them anymore. And she gets them in and out pretty quickly, takes them back to Wakanda. And uh, Shuri knows that this is almost like a declaration of war because some some people were hurt with her escaping. Mm -hmm. And she and tells... Kidnap a princess. I mean, that's pretty serious. Yeah. <laughs> and she tells everybody just to be on alert, put the whole place on lockdown. Um, we got to prepare for this um, winged ankle guy. Hmm. <laughs> uh, but this was, I think, one of the best scenes, best fighting scenes. And also, I think that they, all the CGI was really good in this film. Like, it was nowhere mm -hmm. near what we saw in the first movie. <laughs> oh, <dude. Yeah. laughs> I think they rushed a lot in that movie. Even though, I mean, the movie is still great all around, but the last fighting scene between Killmonger and um, T'Challa. Something off Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> From the first <laughs> Nintendo? <laughs> yeah, it was pretty cartoonish. Um, but it, it looks much better now. Um, and the way that they have Namor, how he flies through the air, it's like he's running through the air. Yeah. Kind of makes having wings on your ankles make sense. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was, I mean, beautifully done. And he's so quick. Yeah. I mean, he can go in and out of the water. I mean, it's just ridiculous. And he's ridiculously strong. Um, and I guess that comes with just being able to live so far under the water with the, the amount of pressure that's down there. And, um, you know, they just come out of nowhere, just start blasting Wakanda in all types of places. Um, this is when I thought that, yeah, they're done because, uh, you know, there's no Black Panther. They don't have the heart shaped herb because Killmonger burned it all. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, they got technology, but once you take that off, I mean, they're just regular humans. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, one punch from them, they dead. <laughs> um, as we saw with uh, M'Baku I thought he had a really good role in this film I mean yeah. he was the comedy relief he uh, had really good timing they didn't have too much of him you know just enough and um, you know he, he's the reason I understood what they called him he's, he spelled it out really nicely you know they don't call him king or general <laughs> <laughs> ooh, ooh, 
Okay, that's nice. It was nice enunciation. I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, he has some really good scenes. Especially when um they attack Wakanda and Namor. Like he he actually jumps on Namor. Like he he tries to um Yeah. He come he came down with his I don't know Rafiki stick and that jump broke on his bicep <laughs> <laughs> and then he turns around and just breaks his chest plate I mean just takes the air out of him and he goes flying <laughs> it, it, it was almost like one of those scenes where um I don't know like rush hour or something where somebody gets shot in the chest but then they're saved by a little metal plate. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. That's how it was for him, because he got the breath t- taken out of him. He flew like fifty feet away. He, I mean, I don't think he ever crossed him again after that. <laughs> uh, he was pretty confident before that. He was like, "We'll have this." I forgot what he called him, but he was like, "We'll have this man bending at our knee by morning," but um. Yeah, that didn't happen. Um, but pretty much Namor and the Telekunnens, they destroy Wakanda. I mean, water just going all over the place, everybody running. Um, Queen Ramonda, she's trying to protect Riri. And um, they're in kind of like the, I guess, the Queen's Palace, the royal place. And mm-hmm. um, Namor finds them bursts through the glass and drowns them. Uh, but did it smooth. I mean, he he did it with a look in his eyes. And I, I threatened I was going to do this. Y'all didn't believe me. Here I am. <laughs> um, also, I know you're 30 feet, 30 stories in the air, but um, here's the ocean. Like, no remorse, no conversation, done. <laughs> Just point. <laughs> you knew this was coming pretty much. Right. He said, I told you I was going to do it, and I did it. And that's what I really like about his character. Like he is nothing but business. Like don't don't come from mine, or you're gonna see right. what's gonna happen. You're gonna you're gonna get something. Something's coming to you. Um. But yeah, he he meant what he said. Ended up killing Queen Ramunda, which I was like, dang, another one, another right, one. Right, and that was a graceful scene as well, though. I mean, he drowns the palace room or the throne room, and. Riri goes down, but she knows that she needs to live. This poor little American babe, she didn't do nothing wrong. Um, so she goes down and saves her, and then you know, she thanks them. Yeah, um, she drowned trying to save her. Now, initially, I guess the the water bombs didn't drown them at first, but they, they pretty much finished the job when she was trying to save yeah. Riri. And, um, you know, this is when Shuri has had enough. And, uh, she also received something from Namor under the sea. It was some kind of bracelet that was made from, I guess, one of the original vibranium, vibranium rich soil. Mm-hmm. And um, she was able to use some of the material from that to uh, make another heart shaped herb so they can get the Black Panther powers. 
And, um, you know, you know how they, they go to the ancestral plane, but she lays on the table this time instead of being buried and, um, you know, drinks the, the purple juice. And um, she's thinking that she'll see her mother, but it ends up being Killmonger. And, you know, they just had to bring him back. <laughs> and I was glad this is how they bring him back. I thought that was very tasteful. People love the character. I mean, he's done voice acting in the comic, uh, the um, the Disney cartoon uh, What If series. So he's obviously, he does well with this character. Um, and I thought that the few minutes here was good too. It was conversation that I think made him such a likable villain in the first Black Panther, saying things that, you know, probably are true to the thoughts and feelings of the person who's supposed to be the hero. Um, and it really challenges Shuri to figure out, you know, am I, is this for vengeance or redemption? Yeah. And the reason why that he showed up instead of her brother or her mother, which she was really looking for, um, she was looking for guidance and she ended up seeing him and he was on the throne just chilling by himself. Um, I wonder how that all works. Like, do they just kind of sit in separate yeah. areas? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. And then some, you know, because of the whole um, Moon Knight series, some people think that the ancestral plane and Valhalla and all the afterlife things in the MCU are really just from the person, the person who's going through the experience from their point of view. I think the afterlife in all these Marvel movies is just really based on what the person who's going to experience perceives and what they need to see based on some higher power or I don't know, divine intervention or what, or how the MC is going to explain that. Um, but I, cause I don't think, you know, there's a list of past black Panthers always in the tree and Killmonger's dad is always in that apartment and T'Challa's down the tree. I think it just depends on who goes and when they go and that determines what they see. But they're all happening at the same place at the same time, just overlapping. And you can't see it because of what lens you're looking through, if that makes sense. Okay. Um, but yeah, I, I thought it was pretty nice that they brought him back. And with, with uh, time travel being introduced in this MCU, I think pretty much anybody could come back. Like they could come back in a different way as a different sure. person, but um, we'll get into that later. But yeah, she's not exactly pleased with what she sees and pretty much just moves on and denies seeing anything. And um, and they pr pretty much prepare for war. And she now has the Black Panther powers. Sharia has a suit ready, um, mm -hmm. has a suit also for Okoye and... Uh, the other woman, I forgot her name. I've seen her in some Netflix things. Oh, I don't know what her name was in the series. Um, An Anika? Aneka? Let's go with Anika. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Michaela Cole. Um, they have specialty suits that um, I don't know. I'm trying to see what it looks like, but it's... They, they were the... Uh... It was a Midnight Angels suit, what she called it, and that is a special group that was um, that does have MC, or uh, I guess um, 
historical significance as in the comics, that was another subset of um, Dora Milaje characters as well. Oh, okay. Didn't realize that. But um, mm -hmm. it's like a whole nother. And this, it was kind of like, you know, here's just two one off suits. But in the comics, that was another group as well. Okay. Well, there's only two of them here. Right. <laughs> but they pretty much prepare for war against uh, Talakan. And uh, they set up the same machine to um, attract the Talakanans with Namor under the sea. And, um, you know, they fall for it. And then the Wakandan ship shows up and pretty much it's just a huge battle with people just going, going at it very hard. Um, but it seems like there's an endless amount of telecunnings that can just keep coming from the sea. <laughs> and um, they kind of do take the biggest fight between the new Black Panther Shuri and Neymar off of the map. Um mm -hmm. And I don't think I finished explaining it earlier, but the bracelet that she used to get the heart-shaped herb or get a form of it, she also used that to kind of look at some of his DNA and to see how um, his body operates and how they can look for weakness. And uh, Shuri and Riri, they noticed that he still needs water to survive as far as, you know, just on the outside of his body. Um, right. So her plan is to pretty much diffuse the water from his body so he's dried out and he's not able to, I guess, move or he's, mm -hmm. I don't know. He's dehydrated. Yeah, dehydrated. I guess like anybody would be. <laughs> <laughs> and um, she's able to trap him inside one of the Wakandan uh, spaceships. I think they call it the spaceship Bugatti. <laughs> yeah, well, that's this the name of the song. I don't know if oh, that's yeah. the name. <laughs> I don't know if it's the actual movie. Yeah, that is right. That that was from the song. That was yeah, the song name. <laughs> I mean, they had some bangers from that first soundtrack. Yes, I mean, the yes. second one did too, but that first one. Iconic. Yeah, definitely iconic. I mean, especially that um that Killmonger one. And then the, the <laughs> scene, the, the scene that they show, you know, the the um camera. It's going upside, going upside down. down. Yeah. Ridiculous. I mean, it's, it's yeah. That, that was filmed perfectly. <laughs> it couldn't be any better. But, um, yeah, uh, she's able to get him in the suit, I mean, in the spaceship, dry out his body, and they crash into um, some offshore place, and they get into a very brutal fight. I mean, she tears off a wing from one of his feet or his ankles. Wow, it's like, ooh. <laughs> that's 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 body dismemberment. I mean, I know it's a little wing in his feet, but we haven't <laughs> seen anything like that. Yeah. And she was just holding it in her hand, just like, yeah, I got your wing. <laughs> <laughs> what you gonna do? <laughs> right. That's like ripping off somebody's finger. <laughs> yeah. I wonder Except if he it's could... way more important. That's <laughs> <laughs> I I, I guess he could halfway fly after that, maybe. Yeah, he's just a little injured. Can he regrow that? I assume it grows back. <laughs> yeah, but they 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 go for the for the neck in this. Yeah, because you know you know he he lands some haymakers, um, ends up mm -hmm. stabbing her through her stomach. Yeah, 
looks like she's about to die. I was like, dang, another one. <laughs> like, what, what, what are they going to do? <laughs> like, <laughs> she don't Wakanda never. You don't live. <laughs> yeah. Uh, forever under the ground. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but um, w- with uh, the heart-shaped herb now being in her body, I guess she's able to heal pretty quickly. Maybe not like Wolverine, but, you know, she, mm-hmm. she's able to bounce back and, right. um, you know, gets herself out of being impelled and uh, ends up burning him with the ship, the crash ship that they rode on there and um, while he's trying to get to the water because he's pretty much on his last leg trying to get away. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, she didn't scratch up his face, tore off her right. wing. <laughs> she's got stabbed through her stomach. I mean, they they both almost about to die. <laughs> but um, she has him laying on his back and she's about to end him right there. And all those memories of her brother, mother, all of her, all of her family, um, and some of the restraint that they showed. And that's, that's when she figures that, you know what, let me not kill him. He's I'm just going to have him surrender. Mm-hmm. And that was probably the best choice, because uh, I think if she would have killed him, they probably would have rose up. <laughs> oh, yeah. Nothing would stop them from taking over the world at that point. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they would have retaliated very quickly. I mean, they're about to beat them anyway. Right. So you got Wakanda. <laughs> we got the entire ocean. That's 70 percent of the world. <laughs> It, not including the animals. I mean, they 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 can. I mean, they they show yeah. the animals that they control here and there. I mean, they don't really show a lot of them, but they can right. do it. So, uh, yeah, they would have made got whole whales. They just ride on. I mean, this <laughs> is dangerous people. Yeah, and um, they're all pretty much mutants. So, right, not one punch is gonna beat them or shooting them really. Um, but they show that, or, or Shuri and Namor, they fly back to the ship, the Wakandan ship, where pretty much they're about to lose. And, uh, they show that they're now working together. They're in unity. He surrendered. Everybody kind of goes home. Um, they mourn Queen Ramonda. Uh, I think that happened actually before this fight, but yeah, that happened. Mm-hmm. Um, another funeral and um, Namor's people they're kind of upset with him because he surrendered but then he tells that uh, lady uh, Namora one of his mm-hmm. you know good generals that um, Wakanda they need an ally against you know everybody else in the world because they have a lot of enemies. And when they come searching for an ally, they'll come to us. So I thought that was a really good way to set up things for the future. Yeah. Um, and really, it's this this is a really good anti-hero, um, Namor. Because, mm-hmm. you know, he means what he says and he's going to do anything to do it. But he's not exactly a bad guy. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, yeah, he's he's doing what what he thinks he needs to do for us. I mean, honestly, he's no different than any president of the United States. I mean, how many deaths are on the hands of just one president? How many executions they greenlight? Drones became popular under Obama. I mean, the amount of people they kill is ridiculous, but they do it for the cause of the people, and that's what makes them good. So he's just being a good ruler. Yeah, I guess so. Wow. <laughs> I, I mean, I never thought about that. It's, I mean, it's, it's, I mean, it's, it's true. I mean, I remember there was a statistic I was looking at, and I think it was just Obama's first term, but it's talking about, you know, people hating certain presidents for being um, war criminals. Um, but then, you know, you go to other countries and say, every U.S. president's a war criminal. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Man, I did, I did not think about that. <laughs> I mean, they're not doing it with their own hands, but no, they're not doing it with their own hands. Or some people say it's worse. Push <laughs> a button. They wave their finger. They get a call at three o'clock in the morning and say, "Hey, there's this uh, this guy who might be bad. We've been looking for about fifteen years. We got someone with a gun with a laser on his head right now. Pull the trigger, yes or no? Looks at his watch. Yeah, go ahead." <laughs> Matter of fact, bomb the entire building. But they but but we don't know the others are innocent. You know, well, they're hanging out with him. So <laughs> make sure you get all the information before you do that too. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and that is 90% of the hits that go on. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that, that sounds really bad. But um Yeah, that's Namor. Um <laughs> yeah, <it's> Namor. <laughs> that's president material. <laughs> elect him for office but uh right. um you know sherry she continues mourning the loss of her family but she also gains uh well not really gains a new family member but he's already been here and mm -hmm. um it's a post-credit scene where they show nakia going back to haiti where she has been living for the past six years um the reason why she didn't go to the funeral for T'Challa was because they had already agreed upon him not going or her not going. And um, they, uh, she reveals to Shuri that she has a nephew and his name is also T'Challa, mm -hmm. the, the prince of Wakanda. Right. So that is very interesting. Um, Legacy lives on. It does. And I also feel like what they might do, especially with time travel, time travel being introduced is kind of speed this up a little. And they could. Yeah. And have somebody come from, I don't know, a, a different timeline to be that Black Panther. You know, with Quantumania being or coming about that movie. Um, there's so many possibilities of these characters right. coming in at different ages, and you know, there's that. Even if you, even if they don't do that and don't speed it up, these movies are planned so far in advance. It could be another ten years, and we just have another Black Panther. <laughs> yeah, I'm not saying they have to speed it up because I mean, right. um, Shuri has been the Black Panther before in the comics, right? Um, I thought that was just fast forwarded with. Uh, Chadwick Boseman's mm -hmm. death, but right. it also seems like she's not exactly the Black Panther at the end of this. 
Yeah, it kind of challenges what the definition of the Black Panther is. Um, is the Black Panther the ruler of Rwanda? Has she negated that responsibility? Has she delegated that responsibility? It's unclear. And one of the stories that I remember about her in the comics when she came to Black Panther, it was just when um, T'Challa went missing. He um, And to Wakanda, he was missing, but um, I believe he was like, on a special mission or something like that, was gone away for a long time um, with like the Illuminati or something. Um, so while he was gone, she mm -hmm. just um, mm -hmm. built her own suit, took the herb and claimed the mantle anyway until he came back. So they could, they could, they could do whatever they want with that. Yeah. Um, but also, I, I didn't mention this when, you know how they have the ceremonial scene where the next Black Panther is crowned and mm -hmm. anybody who wants to challenge them, that's their chance. Uh, this is when she skips out to go to Haiti with Nakia right. and, you know, see her nephew. But um, they have M'Baku in her place or she asks mm -hmm. him to go and he challenges her. Or really, he just puts that out there. I like to challenge the throne. Um, and what it seems like, maybe she put him as the next Black Panther, maybe a, as a placeholder. Mm -hmm. Right. That is how it looked to me as well, which is interesting. Yeah. Um, and her brother, um, T'Challa, he had asked her or asked um, M'Baku to be kind of like that the counsel for his sister mm -hmm. in some way. Um, and that's what he was acting as. Mm -hmm. uh, but it looks like, you know, he, he could be that placeholder for the Black Panther at this time. Um, I wonder how much better he would be with the heart-shaped herb. I mean, I'm not saying that he's very powerful now, but like, mm -hmm. can, he, can he like jump out the, the room, jump out the sky or something? Or just destroy people even more? I, I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but that'll be interesting. Um, I'm, I'm sure he'll show up again. Um, but overall, a really great film. Um, that Rihanna song at the end, I mean, ah, mm -hmm. that, hit, that hit hard. That, <laughs> <laughs> that lift me up. Because I actually, yeah. I, I heard the song and I saw the video before I saw the movie, and it uh -huh. meant it meant way more after I saw it. Oh yes, yes. Before it's like okay, this is nice little ballad, um, but at the end it, it was very very somber tone. Very much, this is it. Wow. Yeah. Um. I mean, they'll, they'll probably reference uh, Chadwick Boseman later in some films but this is probably it right but um overall just really great film really like namor um i, I like where they're heading with the direction for him and i like to see what side he's on when it comes to other superheroes like does he ever get involved or does he just i don't know I mean, there is also, um, you know, this thing where he uh, has a, or at least expressed interest in having a relationship with um, Invisible Woman. Um, and she entertains that thought um, in the comics. So there's a kind of a love triangle that happens. So, you know, 
there was rumors about Doctor Strange or Doctor um, Doom being involved in this film. If Doctor Doom appears in the future, we, that could be something where Namor is involved with the Fantastic Four films. Yeah, that'd be really good. Because um, the Black Panther has been involved with the Fantastic mm-hmm. Four. Um, I think that's that might have been the first time when he showed up in the comics. I think it was a I think it was a Fantastic Four comic. Yeah. Um, I think he beat them all just as <laughs> I think that's what it was. He 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 like beat them all up um with no nothing said just to like test their abilities. So they can help him. <laughs> exactly. So I just need to know what your weaknesses were. <laughs> yeah. Um but also with Namor, you know, he he doesn't just go after just one woman. You know, he 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 tries to right. go after a lot of women. So right. you'll probably see a lot of that. <laughs> um but I do really like his character. Um, I wonder if they'll do a movie for him. I mean, that it'll kind of it'll kind of be like the first anti-hero film, right? Um, in the MCU. Um I guess if you don't count the show Loki. If you don't count what? Loki, that show. Oh, sure. Yeah. And I guess in the in the movies, even the last one, you could call him an anti-hero. Um, but he would be, yeah, the first direct one for sure. But I meant like his own movie. Right, I was saying he'd be the first with his own movie for sure. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, overall, just really good film. Highly recommend. Um, so uh, let's go ahead and give it a rating. So the lowest rating is trash, middle is background noise, and the highest is a banger. So how would you rate the film Black Panther Wakanda Forever? I definitely rate this um, as, I think, a mid-level banger. I think I still reserve the right for me. You got movies like Infinity War out there um, and Endgame that are achieving the best of the best. But this is right This is right underneath it. Okay. Um, yeah. Um, I'm going to say certified banger. It it, it definitely put, put itself in that status for me. Um, certified banger all the way. I enjoyed it all the way through. I think the action is way better in this film than it is in the first one. Um, I think Namor is very menacing, highly emotional film. Um, Got a lot of ups and downs, but really good film. And as far as bangers or certified bangers so far in the MCU for me, I say this one, Infinity War. Avengers Endgame is not a certified banger for me. Um, I want to say the first Black Panther, just because. Okay, okay, <laughs> but you know what? I think honestly, there were some things with the first Black Panther that I like more than this. Like the fight scenes in this were good, but I do think the scene with with uh, Black Panther, uh, Okoye, and Nikita in that um, in the uh, gambling like bar, right? Um, right i think that was i think that scene was still better than anything in this um really like the fighting scene the fighting scene yeah the um (sighs) it's all filmed in one shot between different angles and different levels i thought that to me that was still better than what was in this film and i think the reason i can't put this one higher than mid-level is because i honestly don't i like the story 
Um, but as a character, I don't care for Shuri being the lead. Like if this, I think this movie was so good because they have to do so much work for the side characters to be the main story. Um, and I mean, it's, that makes it a good movie, but it, to me, it, it means the main character was a bit weaker um, than uh, other solo films. Because this didn't feel like a solo film to me. I wouldn't call this Shuri's movie. Well, I, I don't think either Black Panther has been a solo film, really. Okay. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's been more of like a, an event film, in a way. They are. Like, um, I don't know. This this is all of, I don't know how to really say it. But either way, yeah, it's, it's a big event film. It's it's not just a Black Panther film. Oh, yeah. I mean, the, this is all in one. Makes, it definitely helps make the movie, not just having it. But I think the Black Panther persona and Chadwick Boseman as the actor in it just brought it to life made him a character that I would want to see in things. And him being so well, even in movies like Endgame or Infinity War or other things that he was attached to. Whereas this version of the Black Panther, Shuri, I wouldn't say I'm necessarily looking forward to seeing how she interacts with the Avengers or being in other films per se. I can see that. Um, I, 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 can, I can definitely see that because um, I guess outside of Wakanda, she's not the most compelling, but mm-hmm. we have seen her interact with some of the other people like well, yeah, uh, and she's hilarious right i mean she um definitely has a niche she's they all know her she's brilliant one of the smartest if not the smartest people in the mcu so far um so she's everything is good there um but i don't know and maybe that's just because of chavik boson's presence but i don't i don't foresee um I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. And it could be maybe I just have to, I just have to see her in more films as the Black Panther, maybe because she wasn't the Black Panther that long in this either. No, it was probably like 20 minutes. Right. <laughs> She's finding herself all that time. In a two and a half hour film. Right. <laughs> um, oh, oh, yeah. What, what did you think of um, Ironheart's Riri Williams? Yeah, I almost forgot to talk about her. Um, I thought she, no, I thought she was a hilarious character. I thought it was creative. This is where they brought her in. Um, it is very important that they took away the suit at the end of the movie. So she has to kind of redo that on her own without the help of Shuri, which I think is important for her series. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought she was a nice addition to the team. <clears throat> um did you like her suit? The suit that she got at the end? I did. It was a bit bumblebee-like. It was a little bubbly. <laughs> um, but I did like it. <laughs> yeah, it looked pretty good. I mean, it looked kind of stiff. Like, it's it's not exactly like <laughs> an Iron Man type of... Well, think about the it looks like Iron it, but it doesn't move like it. What did you say? Think about the first Iron Man. It wasn't as smooth as it was like in, you know, in game and things. Yeah, but they got the best technology in the world. I mean, come on. <laughs> I guess so. I guess you're right. They had no excuse. <laughs> it, it, it seemed very stiff. 
like I, I wouldn't guess that she there wasn't to... much there wasn't much acting with her in the suit she was kind of just flying around whereas you know we didn't see her running and punching and anything like that she's just really standing standing still on a green screen and, and pointing <laughs> yeah um i guess we we just need more of her i think that's what it is uh, i mean we see the character all throughout the film but the suit doesn't show up to the end and it's maybe 10 minutes but it, yeah, it, it seemed pretty stiff much. i think that was on purpose i think that's on purpose too because uh, we knew she our series is coming and we'll get to relive and learn more about her. So it's really just an introduction, almost like um, how we met Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah. But I felt like she, she was definitely sprinkled in the movie way more than Spider-Man. Yeah. Like, she did, we did get more of her, um, but it was like, we're seeing the origin story where we're skipping a lot of stuff, which is nice to get to, get to the action. Um, and we should go backtrack a little bit in the show. Yeah, we'll probably get some background history, you know, just seeing where she came from. Um, maybe she was inspired by Iron Man or something. Um, so that'll be fun. And some people think that she may be the scholarship recipient of his program at MIT. So uh, we may see some flashbacks with him in it. That would make sense. And maybe he's or he, he like he turns into an AI because I think that's what they have in the comics for her. Right. In the comics, he lives in her suit. So that'd be cool to see too. Yeah, but so far we haven't really seen any connections with him and her. They haven't mentioned anything. Um, but maybe we'll see that. I don't know. Um, but she was good. I mean, I've, I've seen her before. She was in um, the actor. She was in a uh, Judas and the Black Messiah. Oh, I did not remember that. Well, she was in. Um, she didn't play really a big role. Uh, trying to describe her character, I think she died in the movie, but she was kind of in the background a little bit. But yeah, that was her. Um, but any other thoughts about Black Panther, Wakanda Forever? No, I'm. I was. I mean, I'm happy for the movie. I want more of Wakanda. So, we'll see what happens. Yeah, um, I definitely want more of Wakanda, and I'm pretty sure we'll get it. Um, but yeah, um, I think that does it for us at Any Reviews. Thank you everybody for listening. Make sure to check out our other platforms, including YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter, which are all linked in the description. And if you want to send us a message, click the message link to get featured on the show. And thanks for listening.